1: I'm John Hennigan in studio with Captain Karen Hookham, mm-hmm. who is um, very quickly becoming quite an angler, and which is interesting. By the way, um, <laughs> I was a little bit late getting into the studio today as I got hung up on Facebook. Uh, but you know what's interesting, uh, Ka- uh, Captain Karen
2: yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is it seemed like at least a third of the people are women.
2: Uh, now i don't know that are our fans
1: well that are on the facebook yeah now i don't know if that's you know uh, our fan base but i know uh traditionally it's about 10 percent but it's getting very very big so yeah and we want to keep encouraging that
2: encouraging what our facebook or ladies Ladies. oh definitely ladies. and speaking
1: of facebook please 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 um, you've probably heard about, we're going to talk about it later in the show, but you've heard about uh, oh, the hurricane, which happens all the time in Baja, but not like this. No, yeah. So you know, the people down there right now uh, could use some help, but over the next couple of months they can still use a lot of help, and we'd like to try and help them out, so well and I the think, Facebook.
2: Yeah, and, and to encourage, too, our listeners to sign up for our newsletter um, at uh, news at FishTalkRadio.com, and then you'll know what's coming up and the latest, and and also get more information on what's going on. By in the Cabo way, uh, and em- how you can help. Emily
1: is doing such a great job. Our Facebook, if you haven't been there. It just, uh, it, it's, in the last week, she's completely transformed I'm I'm something I'm proud of now.
2: Good. Great. Well, I'm happy. Okay. That's great.
1: And with your help also.
2: So who are we going to be? Uh,
1: well, talking? oh, yeah. Today, we're going to start off with something a little bit fun. This last weekend, I went up to Crescent City for the Outdoor Writers Association of California Conference, and um, my job was to take this power wagon up all the way up, which is a long, long ways.
2: That but, red, that big, nice. Yeah, right. God, but whoa. you know what was
1: funny is that everybody, I had it for a day or two before I left. All the girls want to get their picture taken in it. Heck so we're, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, <laughs> we're going to be coming back with them. And then we also learn a lot about oyster farms. Then we're going to go to Costa Rica. Oh, great. All right. So stay tuned. It'll be fun. Lake Kachuma is a California treasure. Bald eagles, deer, egrets, foxes, wild turkeys play on the banks and in the trees. Red ear, bluegill, bass and catfish inhabit the waters. Rainbow trout are planted on a regular basis and easily caught from boat or shore. Lake Kachuma boat rentals is a key to a successful day on the lake. Call 805-688-4040 for information. Tackle, skiff, or pontoon boat rental. Call Craig at 688-4040, 20 minutes north of Santa Barbara, Cachuma Boat Rentals for a Day to Remember. Vagabundos Del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years' experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at V-A-G-A-B-U-N-D-O-S dot com or call 800-474-Baja.
0: Clover Pass Resort, Ketchikan, Alaska, is in the heart of the salmon capital of Alaska. Walk a few yards to the dock and throw a line at King, Silver, or Pink Salmon. Just a 90-minute direct flight from Seattle. You can be in your boat fishing the day you arrive. The calm waters at Clover Pass hold schools of salmon as well as halibut and rockfish. Clover Pass offers all-inclusive fishing packages starting under $1,000. For more information, call John at 877-FISHRAP. That's
3: 877-FISHRAP.
4: I
5: keep it simple, that's the My belly cup, saddle, and my spinning
1: reel. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. I'm John Hennigan in studio with Captain Karen Hookham. And we have on the line with us, we have Scott Brown, who is, I'm, I get the title wrong, is your Western Regional Promotional Manager or something with uh, Dodge, Chrysler, Plymouth, especially Ram?
6: Yeah, yep, uh, PR Manager.
1: PR Manager, oh. Well, that was okay. a lot easier. And then, <laughs> and then we also have Lindsay Kosser, who, is that pronounced right, correct?
7: Couser,
1: yes. Okay. And uh, she is a secretary for the Outdoor Writers Association of California. We went to a conference uh, recently, Scott and Lindsay and myself, and Scott gave me a Dodge Power Wagon. And a Power Wagon, if that sounds familiar, I believe that came about right after World War II. And it's just, uh, it, I, I, I wouldn't call it a vehicle. I call it a piece of equipment. But we got some fun stuff to talk about it. But if we can get serious just for a minute. The as people that listen to Fish Talk Radio know, uh, we have a close interest in Baja. We have four sponsors down there. I've got Kondo uh, down there, and the thing I like about Cabo obviously is the fishing, the weather, the climate, but the people in particular are uh, one of the reasons I like it so well. They've had some very very difficult situation. They have hurricanes all the time, but not like this one, and they need our help. So if you would please go to Fish Talk Radio. Um, um, Facebook account, right? And then click on there's something about it and something you can do to help out. We'd really appreciate you do that. And if you do go on, even if you can't give anything, at least share it and and keep it going so we can get as many as we can.
2: Yeah. So they can contact you, John, yes. at fishtalkradio.com if yeah. people need to know what to do, yeah. where or to updates. go, yeah. And then the um the the one website that we are encouraging people to do mm. is um, www.lig A M A C dot org, and um, they are very much, they're very much just go to Facebook,
1: you'll find it there. Anyway, let's get to the fun stuff, Scott. We certainly appreciate um, everything that you've been doing for Outdoor Writers Association of California and for us and for everybody else, and then Lindsay, we got to. Lindsay and a couple other girls got to take it for a ride mm-hmm. but what what i've what but not this girl not this
2: girl <laughs> well, you, not me
1: but what what, what you know what scott is that we talked about this already but i can't say it enough is the dodge power wagon is a piece of equipment i mean it doesn't get any more macho than that uh i mean it is what
6: well, you, you could just so ahead. people know what it is john yeah. um you know first First, it's no longer a Dodge, it's a Ram. Okay. You know, we split Dodge and Ram trucks, so Ram is kind of our commercial truck division. Okay. But, yeah, its heritage goes back to World War II, and it's a work truck. It is a piece of equipment. You know, it's built off a 2,500 platform, locking differentials, you know, sway bar disconnects, big, big, meaty off-road tires. A four point, four pound point, winch. liter engine. Yeah, big, big engine, big gas engine, a big, big worn winch on the front, but it's it's an off-road truck. it's a truck that's made for it's made for Baja it's made for people hunters and fishers that mm-hmm. need to get back into the into the back country and, and yeah. do their thing.
1: But uh, if you get one get a step stool uh, <laughs> It is up in the air am you know, I'm, I'm almost 6'3", and uh, the floorboard came up almost to my belt
6: <laughs> no. <swear>. Come on <laughs>
1: I'm serious. So, I don't know. It'd be fun to get girls in, I'll tell you that. But yeah, you you know, just what I was going to is throw them say, in there. Exactly. Just throw them. Here, let me give you a little push. But,
6: uh, but. Uh, <laughs> Lindsay, you got in and out of thing just fine, didn't you?
2: I really did.
6: I'm sure that's she totally did.
2: Cool. I'm yeah. sure she did, and I would, too. But what, what I was
1: going to start off with is that when I had the truck for a day or so before I left, you know, you'd think all the guys would go, oh, man, that's really cool. That's right? hot, stuff. You know, but. The people that got excited were all the girls going. Can I drive it? Can I get my picture in it? <laughs> yeah,
2: it was a nice looking. It's nice <laughs> yeah, looking, it and it drives. But nice.
1: anyway, um, if you don't mind, uh, when we were had the truck up at uh, um, Crescent City, and apparently Scott, I don't know why, but he trusted it to these three girls that took it for a little test drive. <laughs> and I would like to know from Lindsay, from a woman's point of view, what she liked about the
5: truck.
7: Well, actually, we took the truck to go on our activity, but by the time we got to our activity, we didn't want to get out of it. <laughs> Ram really got it right this time. <laughs> it's um, there was so many features for women. Once you sat into the truck, it was so awesome. The one that I really liked the most was the fact that there was a a plug next to the passenger seat. So yeah. let's say you're running late and your boyfriend or your husband's totally nagging you. You can't. You don't have time to finish your hair. You could bring your straightener or your curling iron or your blow dryer with you, plug it in, finish your hair, touch (laughs) up your makeup. All while sitting in the passenger seat, Stop. in front of the, the visor had a, lit, uh, a uh, mirror that was lit up. It was totally perfect. Okay, so
2: there you go. I have to jump in. That's the market right there. I mean, John, right? now you know why the yeah. girls wanted the truck. I mean, and they had no idea. That's yeah. ridiculous. Well, what other
1: features in there did you like? Because there was stuff that I kept looking around and oh, kept finding more things. so
2: much stuff. That,
7: the seats were not only heated, but let's say you were having a hot flash because women do that a lot, right? <laughs> they turned to air condition. I was like, they totally made this for menopausal women. Yeah. You can totally cool down without what? messing with the rest of the temperature in the whole car. <laughs> I'm not sure we
6: designed it for you that. You can
7: also but... connect to the Wi-Fi that yeah. the truck gave off.
5: Well,
7: so you can be on your phone or your laptop. And totally ignoring whoever else is in the car because the Wi-Fi signal was so strong. It was awesome.
2: <laughs> Wait, Scott. 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 Scott had a little little tidbit there. He said, um, "I had to catch it." Uh, we didn't design. I don't think
6: we designed it with that, <laughs> well, those in you mind. Didn't, you didn't well, know look at you how had, lucky Scott. you
2: got. Look at that. Unbelievable. <laughs> hey, I think you better. You know,
6: t- hey, going back to what John saying about it being a piece of equipment. I mean, let's face it. Whether whether you know, what you do in life, you need your vehicle to, to deliver. And if you need a, a 110 outlet in your car or if you need a, a cool <laughs> seat because, you know, it's 110 degrees in Los Angeles, um, you know, it's got to do those things.
1: Well, I thought an expensive European sports car was a chick magnet, but this thing worked <laughs> much oh. better.
6: <laughs> well, it, it definitely makes a statement. Yeah.
2: <laughs> girls and hey, well, trucks are, yeah. you know, there's something <laughs> about us. I love. I mean... Yeah. Uh, Go ahead.
7: It was manly and rugged enough for the men, but it was luxurious and it had enough features in, inside that the women could enjoy it just as much.
2: There <laughs> you go,
1: Scott.
6: So, wow, nice. I, got, I got
1: tears running down my face.
6: Uh, it's so <laughs> funny. Yeah, I, I wish I could share the uh, the texting that was going on as these guys were driving the truck, <laughs> figuring things out between the Wi Fi, between yeah. the plugs, between Yelp. What, you know, it has one Yelp thing on.
7: was the GPS was very supportive. You... The voice of the GPS. Yeah. It just really made you want to trust her and follow her. You didn't feel like she was nagging. It was very nice. <laughs>
2: That's
1: stick. And then they've got a little in the back seat, which I don't know why not everybody does. uh, You've got this kind of secret compartment on both sides. You lift it up, and it has a plastic insert. You can fill it with ice. And I'm not suggesting that, you know, there's certain beverages that you should probably (laughs) not keep in the truck while you're driving. But if you want cold drinks, you can throw them in there or your makeup kit. And then in the back (laughs) of the truck. It doesn't melt. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Your lipstick doesn't melt. While
2: you're out there. (laughs) Right. Off-roading yeah. and going but to and in, in, in the
1: back, they've got sp- places for your fishing rods and your camping gear and, uh, you know, any other equipment that you want. It, it truly was, uh, is amazing. a beautiful
2: truck. I mean, besides all the amenities, um, it really is mm-hmm. a nice truck. And I swear, John really does have tears in his <laughs> eyes. <laughs> he is laughing so hard he has tears coming down. <laughs> John, <laughs> well, who are we going to be talking to? I okay. know we're going to have to well, gonna, We're going to.
1: Oh, also, by the way, we're going to have uh, uh, the oyster. We, we went and had tasted some oysters at the conference, and we're going to have uh, Larry Qualman from the oyster farms coming up. But in the interim, if anybody out there is interested at all in writing or communicating in the outdoors, get in touch with Lindsay. The Outdoor Writers Association of California is an incredible place to help anybody and, and bring you along. And then, Scott, I, I guess... Trying to find a Ram truck isn't that difficult.
6: Yeah, local Ram Ram dealer or Ramtrucks.com.
1: Mm-hmm. Ramtrucks.com
2: and that has all the information on it. Yep. Okay. Well, I will tell guys you what. Have been great. That I, I actually uh, had a quick question though. Um, how? What's the weight like? Oh. I'm gonna ask the oyster guys how many oysters we have to put in that Oh truck. yeah,
1: there you go. okay well let's put it this way. you could put uh, you, you could put three or four uh, four-wheel drive vehicles that couldn't make that up the hill uh, tow them uh, behind you and drive over the top with that thing. I, t- I know you could. <laughs> it's got what 800 and some pounds of torque.
6: Uh, well it, the, the, the diesel it was like 850 pound feet of torque and then the, 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 the six4 liter in the in the power wagon. Is 429 pound feet of four. Right. Oh, by
1: the way, uh, that diesel engine, 28 miles to the gallon. Incredible. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to have to let you guys go. That was so much fun. We appreciate it. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio.
0: The Santa Barbara Channel offers some of the most productive sport fishing in the world. Channel Island Sport Fishing offers the most boats to enjoy it. Call 805-382-1612. At Channel Island Sport Fishing, you pick the time and place you want to go. Nearshore halibut, calico bass, and rockfish, or fish the Channel Islands for white sea bass and yellowtail. For whale watching and private charters, Channel Island Sport Fishing in Oxnard has clean modern boats with professional, friendly crews. Make your reservations for a deep sea adventure by calling 805-382-1612.
5: You get a line and I'll get a
0: pole, honey. You get a line and I'll get a pole, babe. You get a line and I'll get a pole, we'll go down to the crowd and hole, honey, baby, mine.
1: Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. I'm John Hennigan in studio with Captain Karen Hookham. And we, have, we haven't had Mark Sidney on the line for a, a little bit, and I think it's starting to get to be close to that time of the year to make your reservations to go to Costa Rica. Absolutely. How are you doing, John? Where well, we're doing great. Well, obviously, we can tell you're in Costa Rica because this, the uh, sound, we can hear you okay, so we're going to go with it. But, uh, uh, Mark, if, if you don't mind, let me just take about a 30 second uh, announcement. Is that uh, now you don't, so Costa Rica, um, you you have a, a rainy season down there that usually is our normal dry season. but
9: Right uh, now, it's raining, which is probably one of the reasons that you're having trouble hearing me.
7: Oh, we hear you fine. Well, it does that a lot. Yeah. So this
1: is the rainy season, and then usually, yes. what, November, December is the time to start heading down?
9: Yep, usually the season begins November. Uh, Right now, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, there there are billfish around, uh, but uh, the dorado and yellowfin, that's what's being caught.
1: Mm. Yeah. Well, now, a question for you, and it's going to lead into something else. You guys get a lot of rain, but what about hurricanes?
9: No. Costa Rica is one of those lucky countries. Because of the the topography of the region, Um, hurricanes usually go north of us mm-hmm. through uh, Nicaragua, Honduras, Salvador, and Mexico, and they seldom um, hit here. We get a little bit of, uh, you know, the tail end, but nothing mm-hmm. like uh, sweeping hurricanes that uh, they do up the north
1: of us. Right. Well, but that what the reason I brought that up is that uh, we, we mentioned it before and we may again, is uh, uh, the Baja Peninsula and uh, Cabo San Lucas uh, and then up into La Paz, they have hurricanes all the time. No big deal. I've been down there uh, in actually in '03 uh, when Hurricane Marty came through, and it was uh, it was about 110, 115 mile an hour winds at at the, at, the, at and and it was bad. It was really bad. But within two days, everything was back to normal. They're out sweeping the streets. Yeah, they lost 300 boats out of the marina. But <laughs> anyway, but you know they they're used to that and they're resilient. But nobody expected 125-mile sustained winds and six hours of rain up to almost a foot an hour. And it really, really decimated those people. They're still without uh, you know, power and electricity and water. And what we would like to do is just get people to go to Fish Talk Radio uh, Facebook, and there's a, there's a posting on there on how you can help these people out. If you have any connection with... Uh, Cabo or Baja, you like the people, you like the place, uh, please go there, and even if you don't really have much to give, at least go there and then share it with as many people as you can. So we appreciate that, but let's get back to Mark uh, fishing in Costa Rica. We haven't been down there for a while, Mark. We've got to get some people
9: organized to go. Absolutely. Listen, as you probably know, last year was a record billfish year. Uh, there was two major tournaments uh, one of them over three legs, three days of fishing.
5: Uh-oh.
1: Oops. Oh, well, we're going to keep talking. We're going to Uh-oh. go back with that. Oh,
9: over, oh there he, he is.
5: Sorry.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, you're breaking in and out, but let's just keep going with it. Uh, last year was a record year, and then uh, in the summertime, from what I understand, uh, the fishing's still good, but what you call the rainy season, and that's why when you're uh, in the street in, in San Jose or down in uh up where you are, or down at Capos or Jaco, uh, the gutters are about eighteen inches high. And I thought, well, God, why are the gutters so high? Well, <laughs> there's a reason for that.
9: Yeah, it rains uh, The well—that's the reason why. Because the rains bring the Dorado, because uh, the swollen rivers, all the branches fill, uh-huh. all the grass flows out of the out of the river mouth and in, and brings the Dorado in under the um, the reed lines or the garbage lines. And uh, right now, um, September, October, November, is a great time for Dorado, Mahi Mahi, here in Costa Rica. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, you know, if we can get some people interested, we don't have a trip planned for real fun adventures, but if we get some response and some people want to go, I I think we could put that together. So we'd like to, if anybody's out there and they want to know more about Costa Rica, um, first of all, Mark has been there for some time, and he can book trips all over Costa Rica. Uh, My favorite, because I'm not really into tarpon, is to go into San Jose and drop down the hill uh, into the Pacific side in Hako or Capos. Uh, It's real easy, it's convenient, and it's surprisingly uh, affordable. When you're talking about exotic locations and world-class fishing, you assume it's going to cost a lot of money. But because of the facilities that they have down there and the competition they have down there, um, it's well. Let's put it this way: it's a lot cheaper than
9: going to Disneyland or Disney World. Absolutely, fishing's better. By the way, if there are tarpon enthusiasts out there, now is the time. From now until January on the Caribbean coast, the tarpon are starting to bite. And uh, later on, November, December, if you're interested in snook, there's a great snook run, including a smaller species called the kalba. Which are about. Okay. Okay, keep going. Well,
1: well, hopefully we're going to be coming back with that. <laughs> but uh, if, if not, we'll just keep right on rolling. And then if oh, well, we. oh, John, uh,
2: you don't have to ask me twice about lots going. Lots of other little
1: okay. species. Okay, no, sorry, Mark, we lost you for about 30 seconds. But uh, uh-huh. uh, Captain Hookham said that she might like to go.
2: Like to go, I would love to go okay. Costa Rica's on my bucket list, yeah places. I
1: think it is for a lot because too early sh-
9: for a bucket list ah!
2: <laughs> thank you that was very yeah. kind. That's the beauty of radio,
1: yeah, <laughs> actually, I just saw that movie again the other night. it was great Which but one? uh oh the, the bucket list but go
2: ahead when yeah. is a good when's a when's a good time to come well, this isn't well, the well it time? depends what you want to fish for. Well, I'm a new. I'm I'm new. Um, I've only been doing this now for about a year. So uh, I want something that's going to be relatively easy <laughs> and and rewarding.
9: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what's lots of fun is to come down, go to the South Pacific. That's Golfito and Puerto Jimenez. It's really pretty down there, and if you want to have some fun. A lot of inshore fishing for roosters, 12 species of snapper, barracuda, grouper, jack, a whole bunch. Oh, okay. Well, <coughs> Mark, I would,
1: I would say, and, and I want you, you're the expert, but I, I think that Costa Rica, uh, especially on the Pacific side, is best known, uh, and they are the ones that actually started fly fishing for sales. And if you want to catch sailfish, I don't think there's any place in the world that has the quality and quantity that you guys
9: have. It's, it, how true is that? Absolutely. As I said, last year was a record year. Um, in a three-day interna- in a three-leg, nine-day international tournament, the boats re- released over seven thousand sailfish. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a, wait a minute.
1: Later- wait a minute. Wait a minute. How many boats over how much time?
9: Okay. Yeah, there were 51 boats first leg, 49, and then 48.
1: So that's 150 basically.
9: 150 fishing boats. Uh huh. Well over, but this is but in each leg, right? Right. Okay. So about 50 in each leg. Yeah. And they fished three days in each leg, nine right. day total, and they released over seven thousand billfish. Wow. That, and that's the Las Vegas signature triple crown wow. series. Well it's gonna be on again this year. When
1: days, is it? January, February, and beginning of March. Wow. Three legs. Well, Karen, you said you liked activity. Yeah. Uh, well, can you put a line in the water? It doesn't take much more.
9: <laughs> yeah, we we estimated there was a Billfish release every thirty four to thirty five seconds. <laughs> Wow! Wow!
1: And That's... those are those are well, primarily sails, but you do have other marlin, right?
9: Absolutely, marlin season. Uh, we, there are times when you know, even the marlin a couple of, uh, oh, three weeks ago, they were seeing more marlin than sails off the Pacific.
1: And uh, what about the big ones?
9: They're not. A, they're not huge marlin. I mean, most of them are in the two seventy-five. 325-pound range. You do come across the 600, 700, but uh, usually marlins, I would say, 250,
2: 325. -hmm. That's pretty pretty good. Yeah, I mean, as far as pretty Pretty good. good. Well, considering I've never even caught one of them, I've only seen them being caught. Well,
1: in Baja is, is, uh, you know, there's a lot of striped marlin, a lot of billfish. Uh-huh. but uh you still see some sales but you know for every sales you see 10 stripes uh-huh. but if you're looking for some like you said I'm not a patient angler honestly no i mean opinion. for me, for, know me this. for me to go out you know and soak a worm for 2 hours uh, just doesn't get me excited but when you get on a boat and you got constant activity that's when it's
9: really exciting Yeah, if you're looking for billfish sales especially come down here between January 15th and the end of March.
2: End of March, okay.
9: Yeah, between January 15th and end of March. John knows where it Las Suenas Marina, which is now about just 75 minutes by car from San Jose. And then Capos, another 40 minutes further south. And that's where you want to fish. They have a new marina in Capos, really going all out. Pace Vela Marina, doing great.
2: Oh yeah, the, the, well there we go. That's when okay. we need to make a trip.
9: Okay,
1: well, and it's so easy. You can fly into Costa Rica now. If you're going to go down to Golfito, do you drive or do you fly down there? You can do it either. If you come in early, it's a gorgeous drive. Yeah, through the coffee plantations and uh, right. and then uh, or you can just go down Stop to. Stop
9: the way for a cold one. Yeah, or it's a fifty-five. A 55-minute flight, uh, commuter
1: flight. Mm-hmm. Okay. that, And then, of course, you can just drive down through uh, San Antonio State Park. And your website, real quick, Mark, we got to go. Okay, fishcostarica.com, simple. Fishcostarica.com. I, I think most of us can remember that.
2: Well, great. Well, we hope to see you there.
1: Okay, Mark, thank you again uh, we'll very much. Sorry about thank that rain and the, and the uh, reception, but we appreciate it. Thanks. You're listening to Fish Talk Radio, and we're going to be right back with you. I'm John Hennigan, host of Fish Talk Radio. This is Common Sense Conservation, brought to you by Santa Monica Seafood. We have Bob Wade from Santa Monica Seafood. Bob, what do we have going today?
10: The question on the table is about the life cycle and the return of how salmon, with their indigenous blueprint on their brain, perform a great value for us in the dining world to have a consistent, sustainable resource. As we know, salmon are produced in fresh water small amount of time in rivers. They migrate out to the ocean, and they spend anywhere between three and five years in an environment in the ocean, living, breathing, until Mother Nature rings an intrinsic bell in their head to return to their river of birth. Very interesting opportunity. And the more that we can return to the ocean on birth, obviously through water, making sure rivers have plenty, impediments like hydro infringements, dams, is gonna allow more to return to the nature that they were born and raised in. We harvest these animals as they return to finish the life cycle in a saltwater environment. They'll return to a freshwater environment, complete life cycle with a long endurance migration back up through freshwater to breed and then perish. But even with their perishing, they will supply into the back into the life cycle of our river systems that will supply animal life, protein life to sustain the river systems that we've become so used to enjoying.
1: Santa Monica Seafoods works for sustainable fisheries. Kentucky Lake and Barton, Sardis, Ross Burnett, Toledo Bend, Rayburn,
4: and Conroe, he won't forget. He
1: Welcome radio. to Fish Talk Radio. I'm John Heddington in studio with Captain Karen Hookham. And we are having so much fun. That was a great segment. So you want to go to Costa Rica?
2: Oh, do I ever. Mm-hmm. We were going to go. We were trying to plan a trip there for Thanksgiving. Um, with our family to do like a family reunion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unfortunately, we got on it too late, and so we had uh, to switch gears and go to Hawaii instead. So I guess Hawaii is not as bad, but Costa Rica would have been a place that I would have loved to have we got gone. Mark so who do we have? Uh,
1: I believe we have Mark Lassane We found him. Uh, apparently, the the most of our farmers are out farming, but we their we, we do have Mark uh, from the Bass Angler Mag magazine, BassAnglerMag.com. Is Hi, right? Mark. Hi. Yeah, we're
11: out farming bass.
1: Yeah. There you go. <laughs> hey, uh, first of all, it's always fun, you know, to get reports, but it's even more fun when we got. Oh, you got a fish on, don't you?
5: Good Missed oh, another awesome. one, blew up on uh, top
1: water. <laughs> well, good, good. Oh, we're, we're, more good important than, you know, we're good stupid luck, We're good luck, tournament. So we're
5: good luck, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry about that, but uh, where are you right now, Mark?
11: Uh, right now we're out in the California Delta.
1: Uh-huh. And um, what, is it uh, big mouth or striped bass, or what are you looking for? We're,
11: we're fishing for largemouth.
1: Yeah. Largemouth. You know,
11: I had a, I had a tournament that's last I'm weekend. Big, I'm, I'm with a friend of mine. has a tournament in another week or so, so... Uh-huh. We're out here getting tuned up.
1: Okay, well, t- let's talk about that a little bit. First of all, that you know, you can fish for uh, bass most of the year, but when when does kind of when does it kind of peak out?
11: You know, well, it kind of tapers off in December, December, January, and about the middle of February is are the months that it's pretty slow for bass fishing.
5: Right. Other well. than
11: that, I mean, you could pretty much catch them. Right. Right now, the water's warm, and we're throwing top water. We're throwing these big old giant buzz baits for them, and these. Mm-hmm. Big, giant fish are blowing up and hitting it. And, you know, today, uh, you know, we had a front blow through yesterday. So mm-hmm. the fish are biting a little bit funny.
1: Well,
2: uh, could you do could Wait you do a minute. A I su- want to ask right. that okay, question. What do you mean by funny? What does it? What... But,
11: well, well, you know, they're, they're like they're coming up and hitting the bait, but they're not getting hooked.
2: Oh. And we hooked
11: a couple today, and they're like hooked in the top of the head and not in the mouth. Oh. So they just, they're a you know, little. They bit th-
2: They've got Alzheimer's today.
11: Uh, they're just they act a little strange, you know, like like they're hungovers. I don't
2: know. <laughs> they're drunk. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, okay, know. so a little funny. I get it. Okay. A little funny.
1: Okay, a little funny. But anyway, uh, to get a visual, this is uh, radio. But could you describe the boat, uh, the gear, type of line, uh, and what it is you're doing to be losing these fish, and uh, hopefully catching some?
11: Well, on uh, the boat we have uh, we have like a twenty foot. Uh, you might, you know, if you didn't know what a bass boat was, you might think it was a skiff with a 250 horsepower, 250 horsepower outboard on the back. So this thing really rips. I mean, they go about 70 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Then we have a trolling motor on the front that has about a, you know, four horsepower trolling motor that we use to maneuver around.
1: And then uh, what uh, what kind of rod, reel, and line?
11: Well, I'm using uh, you know, I'm using Akuma a rods, big casters, uh, rod and rail, and uh, right now we're using a braided line, like 65 mm-hmm. pound braided line, because we're we're fishing for big ones, and when we hook them, we want to be able to get them in the boat. Plus, mm-hmm. well, braided line doesn't doesn't have a lot of stretch, so mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of the techniques we're doing, uh, we don't want the extra stretch in the line. Right.
1: So when when you when you pull on it, it doesn't give. it's, uh, it's it goes direct to the hook.
11: It goes direct to the hook, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a little easier to hook the
1: fish that way. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, braided line, you know, five, six years ago, people were kind of afraid of it. But from what I tell most of the professional anglers, especially because it'll cut through weed and, in, uh, um, um, you know, Yeah, cut through grass, the toolies,
11: you know, and yeah. when, you get, when you get stuck in the toolies, you don't have to go over and get it. You just, just tear it out, you know.
5: Yeah, just tear it so. <laughs> yeah.
11: Yeah. It, it, it makes it nice, you know, for a lot of applications. You know, for mm-hmm. if you're throwing a crankbait or something with a treble hook,
5: mm-hmm.
11: um, it's not really the best uh, line because it doesn't have any stretch. A lot mm-hmm. of times, helps tear out of the
1: cage. Right. Well, we were talking earlier. I'm not a very patient angler, and, and obviously, when you're bass fishing, you don't have a lot of patience because you're constantly working. But I'm curious because I don't haven't done a lot of bass fishing. Um, let's just say that you made a, a hundred. Well, let's say a thousand casts in a day. Okay. Uh, how many, percentage-wise, how many times would you get a hit?
11: Uh, I mean, you know, it all depends on the day. I mean, you know, yesterday uh, we got about a bite every hundred casts or so. We yeah. got about fifty fish yesterday. Wow. Okay. Uh, today, I think you know, we probably landed like twenty. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We probably had forty bites, you yeah. know, because but but today we're a little bit different. So yeah. yesterday, I took a couple guys out. We just wanted to catch fish and have a good time. So mm-hmm. we're throwing smaller baits fishing slower. Today we're using bigger baits, uh, more topwater baits, because we're looking for bigger, better quality fish mm-hmm. to do well in a, in a tournament.
1: And this time of the year the bass are on the top of the water?
11: This time of the year bass will come up to the top of the water and hit.
1: Mm-hmm. And how... Especially
11: today, you know, every every day is different. You know, the conditions will dictate how you fish. Um, you know, today we're throwing topwater because we have a lot of smoke in the air, so it's uh, almost like it's overcast. You know, we have the big fires. Uh, down in Sacramento, blowing smoke across the delta, and, and kind of making it a little bit cloudy.
2: Oh, that's terrible. That's right about the fires. I forgot that that was happening. Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, actually, we uh,
1: drove up through there over the weekend, and you could uh, there was something small down where we were, but after we left, apparently it it kept on going. And you know this weather is uh, certainly unusual. And by the way, speaking of the weather, Mark, uh, let me just make another quick announcement because we are we uh, as we know and as you know, you know, uh, Southern Baja is my favorite place, and we have many sponsors and many many friends down there, and they have a lot of uh, hurricanes. Yeah, saw that. But they don't have many like this. Uh, This uh, Hurricane Odell is I think there's 67 at Tide, but it's the most strongest, most powerful uh, hurricane ever to hit. And they, I don't think they're expecting that. So if we could get people to go to the uh, uh, Facebook at Fish Talk Radio and uh, uh, click on, there's a way that they can click on and see if they can help these people that have, uh, that have any inclination of helping these people down there. Yeah, you know what I
11: did? I saw some of the pictures on your Facebook. I was gonna, I'm gonna share them up on mine. I just haven't quite done it yet. Oh, I appreciate I that. Hey, by the horrendous, way, horrendous when,
1: when you go to fishtalkradio.com, make sure you go to the personalities page, and you can learn all about them. Okay. Yeah,
11: yeah. Okay. I know you got some, got some I new good-looking get, guy on there. Yeah,
1: you do. Anyway, uh, I think we found the oyster farmer. So, uh, Mark, thank you very much, and good luck in the tournament.
11: All right. We just got one on. So
1: there right. you go. Oh, <laughs> okay. Hang up. Oh, okay. All, All right. right. See you later. Bye, Mark. Okay. I All th- right. I, take think, care. I, th- I think we found the oyster farm. Uh, who do we have on the line?
2: Shorty. This is uh, Shorty. Shorty. You know
1: what? With a name like Shorty, you must be six feet tall.
12: Not even five foot tall. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: so it's anyway, so it's, okay. uh, we we did find it. We got a little bit tight on space, but you're located in Coos Bay, Oregon, and I, you know, and I did get to taste your oysters when we we're up in Crescent City, and they are phenomenal. Could you? Uh, I don't know how much time we have, but can you give us a little quick idea on what an oyster farm is and how you do it?
12: Um, yeah, uh, we take uh, we buy larvae, which is the baby oysters. Um, we have to stick them in a tank with some empty shells, because oysters will not cling to an- anything else but another oyster shell. Mm-hmm. And we start them from the tiniest little speck, there are about the size of a, smaller than a pinhead, and once they attach themselves to the shell they get thrown in the bay and sit for a minute, yank back out, and we sort them, and half of them get put on the stakes and half of them get shoveled off in the mud. And we wait about 22 to 34 months, and we get to go harvest them again.
1: Oh, so about two uh, about two years, then, is yeah. all it takes.
12: It's actually just like a regular plant farm, but yeah. it's all with oysters. It's
1: and I, I know the ones that you had, they're delicious. Do you like big ones, small ones, or is there any particular ones that we, if we're looking at There's for oysters? There's so many
2: variety, yes. though. So but which if, ones do yeah. you have?
1: Well, which do you grow and which yeah, do you We have
2: um, the Pacific Oysters. Here,
12: and we, we have all sizes. We have them from petites to extra small, smalls, medium, large, mm-hmm. extra, extra large.
1: And what I would like to do, I know, Shorty, you've only been there for about a year, but I'm sure you've eaten a few oysters.
12: Um, actually, I do not eat oysters. <laughs> I'm <do> farm a <laughs>
1: farmer. I'm a farmer. It's oh okay. All right, but you know what to do with them.
12: Yes. What, um,
1: give, a, give us some tips. I mean, obviously, you just open them.
12: Yeah. Well, when you're shucking, yeah, you mm-hmm. you it's you open them with the knife, the shucking knives. Um, you can get a grill, like your barbecue or whatever. You get mm-hmm. them really, really hot, and right. then you put the oysters on there mm-hmm. and wait until oh, they never pop that. open themselves. Oh yeah,
5: yeah,
1: that's um, really, If It's that's hard,
12: great. hot enough before you put them on; they will pop open themselves when they're done. Yeah, just like bread. Um, you can knew. microwave them. Yeah. Right. You can fry right. them. You can right. make oysters, Well, you know, when, when,
1: we, when we saw Larry, he was actually opening. Uh, normally, I thought you just had to take a like a slot screwdriver and pop the hinge. But he was opening from the other end.
12: And yeah. And apparently
1: it helps protect the juices and things inside. Right. And it worked. Yeah.
12: Yes. Um, a lot of the chefs will open them from the hinge because it keeps any chance of uh, being the veil being cut. But we here, when we're taught to shuck, we are taught yeah. to do it from the other end. Because well, it, I,
2: well uh, you know why? The, the, I can tell you why. You have, you have to be very careful. My mom, was, we were shucking mm-hmm. on the porch, Not and she she slit-cut her... I mean, you yeah. know, you do it the wrong way, you, you're in the hospital getting stitches. It's oh, yeah. You, it's you, it, you that, use that a towel I
12: have uh, put the knife through my hand a
2: couple times.
1: <laughs> yeah, it okay. sounds scary. Anyway, but I like the idea... Uh, of the microwave. I never thought about that. You can
12: take about six mm-hmm. of them and put them in a microwave and microwave yeah. them for about six to ten minutes, and yeah. they will pop just like a, on a barbecue. And there they go. Um, from so, what the other coworkers I have say, they taste just like they were on the barbecue.
1: Right. And then, of course, on the barbecue, it's football season, so when you're doing Yum. your bratwurst, crank the heat up and put a couple oysters. <laughs> and yep. First of all, if somebody wants some, how do we get in touch with you? Where do we find them?
12: Um, you find them at... Uh, 541-888-3145 is how you can get a right. hold of us and call. And, um, and we do ship okay. oysters.
1: Um, and it's Q-U-A-L-M-A-N, Qualman Oyster Farms. Yeah, just yeah. just Google that and uh, get some shipped down, and we got to see if we can get some. All right,
2: we thanks. we go. Thanks so much. Thank You've you. been listening You're to Fish so Talk Radio. I okay. wish
8: I had more info for you.
4: Want to make your drive more exciting? It starts with Shell V Power Premium Gasoline. It's Ferrari's choice for improved performance. Shell V Power removes an average of 60% of performance robbing gunk on intake valves left by low quality premium gasolines. And it starts with your very first tank. The result is the kind of performance that gives you more excitement behind the wheel. Choose Shell V Power Premium Gasoline today and let the excitement begin.
10: Let me tell all of you now, I got a mess of them
8: fishing man blues. Well, again.
3: Fish, Welcome
1: back honey. to Fish Talk Radio. I'm John Hennigan in studio with Captain Karen Hookham. Karen has learned a lot today. She's, uh, we know what's fun is... To kind of watch the progress of someone that starts getting interesting things, and then you kind of learn, they learn as they go and they they get more involved in it. And that's what we're having fun with, Captain Hookham.
2: Well, I think that probably the most intriguing that I have found by being on the show and being with you is that it's not just fishing, because we we talked about trucks <laughs> we oh, yeah. talked about oysters mm-hmm. last week we talked about with sig hansen we were with crabbing
1: yeah, right sig hansen from the de- the deadly's catch mm-hmm. today
2: we went down to costa rica mm-hmm. to talk about what's happening there then we talked to mark and he was bass fishing i mean
1: oh yeah he was isn't... he lost he lost one and got one while we had him on the line i know
2: i thought that was hysterical but I think that, that that's,
1: that's that's reality radio. Yeah, that's
2: reality radio, <laughs> exactly, at its best. But I think that that's really what's most entertaining and then educating as well is mm-hmm. that it's such a, a, a well-rounded um, show that enables people like myself who is new mm-hmm. to...
1: By, by the way, you posted something on Facebook. That I didn't tell you this, but I, I like it because that's... Um, if I'm on a boat in Baja or somewhere, and the deck hands always want to uh, catch the fish and hand you the rod, yeah. And I know I one time a year or so ago, you know I got on and I said, you know he said I says look, uh, you know if you if you hook the fish it's your fish, right? He said, I don't want you hooking my fish, and he goes okay no problem, and then about ten minutes later he hooks his fish and hands me the rod, and I go no.
2: So you wouldn't do. I said do? no. I you said no. You hooked it. It's your
1: fish. You bring it in, and the guy's got this look on his face, like "What's this crazy gringo?" You know? Yeah,
2: really. Yeah, don't you want <laughs> to catch a fish? But
1: the thing is, bringing it in, you know, is part of the experience. Right. But the reason he hooked that fish is apparently he didn't trust me, which is probably smart. But <laughs> if I lose it, I learn. Yes. And how are you going to learn if you never lose a fish? Yeah. And uh, on the Facebook, you post a picture of something about fishing. I, do you remember what it was? Something about uh, catching is great, um, but uh, losing is learning oh, or something yes, like that. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. It
2: was a, it was a mm-hmm. quote. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, true. Mm-hmm. that's true.
1: That's true. But that's true. The main thing is to get out. And, you know, if you're down in uh, Cabo San Lucas right now, there's no food. There's no water. There's uh, no electricity. But if you got a boat and you can come out and catch some fish, then and, <laughs> then, and it, if then, you yeah. if you can help, yeah.
2: contact John at fishtalkradio.com. dot mm-hmm. uh, Be careful of uh, where you do donate. Make sure it's legit. Uh, we do mm-hmm. have a post up on our Facebook, so um, mm-hmm. definitely try yeah. to you know check that out. Right. In the meantime, um, definitely uh, sign up for our newsletter on our website. Mm-hmm. You can also sign up for it on Fish Talk radio too, the Facebook mm-hmm. as well, so that uh, you know what's going on, what's happening, where to fish, where to oyster, also, where we to talked, drive. We, we,
1: we talked to Mark in Costa Rica. If we get some people interested in Costa Rica, yeah. let's go. Yeah, let us and know. It is I would say, including airfare to go down there, it's not for that one expensive. Week. You're looking maybe three thousand. No. Yeah, and when you know, you're down there, it's yeah, not that for expensive for airfare and everything. It's yep. like it's cheaper than going to Disney World.
2: And it's but on my it's bucket list, even go. though according to uh, who was it, Mark? Yeah, yeah, so Mark. You're
1: too young for a bucket list. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Anyway, so, well, I think
1: we got to go. Yeah, we got about thirty seconds. Uh, so go to Facebook, uh, Fish Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com and listen to the show again. Follow again us on Twitter Fish Talk it, Radio it, it 1. Be, you know, it should be on there by the time you listen to this yep. and listen to it again. Looks like we got to go. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio. We really appreciate you tuning in. Hi.